All right. In three, two, one. Konnichiwa, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of the Shinobi of Folding. As promised, we are doing a part two to the last episode, where instead of doing both best duel and rivals, this time we're just going to focus on rivals. And this time we're doing it differently. We have arts and we have a chart. So it's great. Uh, <laughs> as you guys know, my name is Jay Aguila. I'm with uh, King Kai David. I got JL Fit Street something something. I Fit Chef that. Stream, son. Son, JL guys, JL. You know, you know. And the king of coolness, the calmness, the dad that we all want to be, one of the greatest role model ever. OMK, how you doing, Ben? What's going on? I wish I was good as Baki's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're way better than Baki's dad right now. <laughs> Because you're real. <laughs> <Not. laughs> anyway, how you guys been doing? Everything going great? Yeah, good. All is well. As they say, living the dream. Living the American dream or the anime dream, I should say. Yeah. Well, before we go into our main topic, real quick, some news that occurred throughout the week by the time you guys get to hear and see this. Number one, uh, God of High School goes in hiatus. Uh, author is preparing for story ending. He sent out letters out to his fans. And basically, he explained the reason why is because of physical and mental health, which is very important, understandable. However, Thanks. he's planning on ending the story by October of 2021. So for those who are reading the mangas, please Gee. enjoy it because it seems like the upcoming battle, which I'm not going to spoil. But if you read the letter, he mentions it. You know, that's where you're going to be getting for October 2021. Other news. Random Rock has announced a season two. Uh, now, JL, why a little long face, my, my good friend? The concept of the anime, I'm going to keep it quick. If you know what it is, gods versus man, you would think within these fights, there would be deeper explanation as to... I understand why the humans can stand up against the gods, but while I'm watching the episodes, like I'm falling asleep to them here and there. And I watch Adam versus Zeus, and I'm just like, this is pretentious. This is stupid. It's just a couple, it's just a bunch of strong guys fighting each other. Like if there was more like Hunter X Hunter depth to it, it deserves that. You know what I mean? That's how big of a story it is. And the fact that it's getting a season two after this horribly animated series was <laughs> given to us from a decent manga. I don't. I don't know. I just don't agree that it needs did to go you, on. Did you any end further. up completing the anime, or did you drop it? Because I, I am, know, I, I am I know when it one episode out. away from finishing okay. it. Because I know when it came out, Kudos I and I told everybody I finished it, but like, prepare yeah. to be disappointed. Exactly. I mean, the the wow. story is. I'm wow. I'm a manga reader of Ragnarok as well, and mm -hmm. the story isn't super in depth, but like, no, what, what they had they had to come through on the battle scene animations and like, and they said, didn't, they didn't. It was terrible. So if th if that's not going to be there, then <laughs> it's a waste. Terrible, terrible. There yeah, you guys have it. Wow. <laughs> animate to the manga reader is best to read it than to see it, or it's best to see it. Uh, whatever. Not in this case. <laughs> Not in this case. Anywho, uh, last announcement of uh, more focusing on the MCU. Ironheart, Riri Williams will be making an MCU debut in the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Nice. So, 
I guess we're finally going to see who's going to take over the Iron Man suit in a sense. I don't know much about Ironheart, but I'm really excited to learn and to watch it in live action. So she's debuting in Wakanda forever, but she's getting her own Disney Plus series. That's right now. That's the title. Black. No, no, I know that. I know she's she's going to be debuting in there, but but she's also going to be getting her own Disney Plus series as well. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. Thumbs up. And if you don't nice. know, also, they've been filming scenes of Wakanda forever here in Rhode Island or in Mass. It was I think they did it in Worcester. Yeah. What you know that? Of, what? Go look that up after. Shut up, Josh. Just OK. Up. No, Sorry. No, me. No, me. Ah, I, you know, my <laughs> come on, man. What am I wearing right now, son? What am I Wakanda wearing right forever. Now? No, yeah. What I if? understand. I understand that. What if? Yeah, I, I guess. Star that, Lord. But, but again, again, I'm just why New England? Captain Genocide. Just why New England? Anywho, it's here. Oh, one, one more quick piece of news. Uh, we talked about uh, Jojo Part 6 being announced the anime. Uh, mm-hmm. Just recently, it was confirmed it's very bare bones, but Jojo Part 9 has been confirmed for a manga. So Part, <sighs> eight, is, part 8 is wrapping up. I actually just finished the other week. Nice. Part, part 9 has been confirmed that the mangaka will be continuing the Jojo series. <laughs> Yes, he doesn't die. Yes, I mean, wow, that's that that was a bomb right there, pipe bomb right there. All right, kudos, kudos, nice, job, to you. Dave. nice one. All right, so there you guys have it. Let's get into the good stuff. We are about to talk about the greatest duo ever. So, for those who are watching on YouTube, uh, you're gonna be seeing some nice presentation. Uh, for those who are not, uh, fortunately, you got to wait until, you know, whenever. Fancy. So here is the list. In this list, we have 30 uh, rivalries in what we believe was our personal favorite. And what we're going to do, we're going to be uh, placing them in the following categories. Uh, the ultimate rivalry is a legendary fight. An epic fight, a heat up moment, and a footnote. Because uh, I had something I was saying, like, it's a, was it really or something whack? But, you know, uh, a lot of these nominations or people we have here, candidates, they're not whack. So a footnote, you know what I'm saying? That's the lowest they could get in our list. So, um, should we name everybody or we should just surprise them one by one, guys? Hmm. Let's let's name them as we go. Yeah, yeah. let's name them as them. we go. All right, cool. So uh, let's do this. Um, thinking of number of one in 10, the closest one will start the list. Uh, let's start with OMK. Oh, we're going to start easily with um, Baki and his dad. Ah. All right. Fair enough. Baki and his dad. All right. That's. Easily an ultimate rivalry. Easily, I gotta agree with that. That is that is a crazy rivalry. The way his dad kicked it off right at birth, and it's still going. And he's right there in the ring, and they even high five together after everything they're going through. But they still want to kill each other. Yep. I it doesn't get any darker than that. Oh, anybody God, that I, kills anybody that kills your mother to motivate you to be stronger in is front, one in front of, of your eyes. Kill yep. his mother in front of him. <laughs> and, and, and then shouts become stronger than me like are you serious bro and for those who don't know baki is all about the purpose of this man uh jujiro 
who wanted the strongest opponent. He created his strongest opponent, and that's his son. And you see the journey that the son go through to reach that level. Part of it, you can watch on YouTube. The other one's on Netflix, but it's a hell of a series. One of my personal favorite fighting action type of anime. So Also, definitely watch the old series before you jump yes. into the Netflix. Yep. Yeah. People don't Which give is- that old series a chance. You need to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. After like the fifth episode, it really heat up in my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, um, all you right. You got to see Gaia. You got to see Gaia. I love that so much, baby. The adrenaline. <laughs> all right. So, so far, uh, we got two on Ultimate Rivalry. Uh, David, where do you place them? Yep. Ultimate Rivalry. I agree. Uh, I have with, no complaints right with there. With my fellow Kage's. There we go. All right, Jail, <laughs> you're next. Ooh. Um. I want to talk. I don't want to pick the obvious. I'm going to pick um, Askeladd and Thorfinn, which is actually a favorite of mine. It was a very, it's almost a similar dynamic to uh, Baki and Yujiro mm-hmm. because Askeladd, you you witness him kill uh, Thorfinn's father with mm-hmm. a hail of arrows and all of his soldiers on the boat. And, you know, he, he felt betrayed. And then he ends up joining the encampment and trying to last long enough to get strong enough to kill this man himself. Um, I don't want to go deeper into spoilers. If you haven't watched Vinland Saga, you need to. But that is a decent synopsis of it. And mm-hmm. the man, the kid is constantly trying to get better and better to kill this guy that killed his father. But he's learning lessons from him. Um, he's trying to raise the kid to be basically strong enough to kill him at some point. He never lets down on him when he gives him the opportunity to kill him either. Um, can anybody bounce off that? I want to put that under... Um, I want to I want to say I'm torn between epic and legendary, but I'm going to low ball. I'm going to go epic. I would put it under epic due to the fact that, um, you know, Axland was just messing with the kid's mind. He knew that he was stronger than mm. uh, Thorfinn. Uh, he made him do impossible mission. Um, some say is a very motivational type of method in order for mm. him to reach his goal, which is to kill but at the same time you know I, the the guy was just toying him it's it's like similar to watching to like i don't know like uh dark knight you know what i'm saying joker was always like five step ahead of batman until batman finally caught up so a real mental really, game though a really mental game a really really mental game a long ball game as well uh oh, yeah. the reference uh so i also will put them under epic because it was not too legendary they didn't i mean I, they didn't fight. They didn't really was, fight, but it was epic. Yeah. Like it was like building up to that momentum. So that's where I would place them. Uh, what's your thought, David? Um, I'm actually gonna go with heating up um, because Ooh. he actually Ooh. killed Thorfinn's <laughs> father because it was just it was just another job for him. He was hired to kill him. Yeah. It wasn't anything personal. It, he was just getting paid, and that was his job. Um, and again, you guys already went over this. All these tough missions they sent on, it was it was just tough love. He was just giving tough love. It, it wasn't like it wasn't rooted in like this deep seething hatred or disdain. He actually saw part of himself in Thorfinn. And mm-hmm. in a way, he was trying to to teach him life lessons so he can move on. And he actually constantly told him <laughs> you need to learn how to move on, not not linger on this, this um Revenge. You know, revenge that that's taking over you. Um, so that's why, like, I would go higher. Like, if if he just, you know, he hated his dad, he killed his dad. Like, he wanted to stick it to the kid, but 
he, he wasn't doing it to torture him. He was doing it to help him grow. So I'll he didn't even him. know it was his dad either right. until yeah. afterwards. It was business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was like, expansion. It, it, was de- it was definitely, there was definitely hatred on Thorfinn's side, but oh, definitely. As- Ashkelon, not so much. So, so really yeah, I agree with enough. that. I definitely agree with that. Like you said, it was just business. It was no type of no beef at all. So but that's how it went down in the days of the Vikings. So Owen K, you either tie it or we just place them under Epic. Where would you think this rivalry should be placed? I think heating up is for sure heating up to me. I, you know what? I will retract my statement and go for heating up as well because David is awfully convincing about how he worded that. I didn't think about isn't he? Isn't he? He he is. He is. He is naturally like that. Um, but right? uh, the, the fact of thinking of Askeladd's motivations, I, I didn't think that deep into it. And that's a that's a fair point. Hey, that's what we do here. All right. Good job, David. Heating oh. up. <clears throat> Heating Heating up. up. Boom, shakalaka. All right, David. With that shakalaka right there, man. Who's he, who's your pick? All right. Where would well, he place him? Since uh this was uh kind of my idea, um gotta go Lupin and Zenigata from Lupin the Third. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so just uh, to give you guys a brief overview, because I'm pretty much the only one that's super familiar with this. Um, I didn't watch the movie. movie. Yeah, I, I saw something wow, disrespectful. All right. But go ahead. <laughs> well, well, Throw your summary, man. <laughs> all right. So pretty much Zenigata has been a detective at Interpol. Lupin comes on the scene, you know, he's from a family of thieves. Nobody can catch him because, you know, he's the best master of disguise. And Zenigod is thrown on like Lupin is your job. And Lupin becomes like his lifelong obsession. Like he can't catch him. Um, and, and he gets a lot of grief for it from his superiors at Interpol. But whenever somebody else like it, you know, Lupin goes to pull heist in another country and then guys there he's like you know giving them advice and this and this and they're like no 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 whatever like so we know what we're doing you've never been able to catch him what do you know and then what do you know like they have just as much of an epic failure as as zenigata does but lupin's really just that good so you he know, gets close though yeah, he gets close times. because he he's been he's been on his trail for so long he just knows like what is what Lupin's next move is going to be, and like he he masters. I don't know if what and what you guys see him, but like he's got the handcuff tossed down. To, like yep, he sees Lupin like turn a corner and boom, the handcuffs are on him. And Lupin's like, D- you know, I'm going to break out of this, right? Or he he catches him, he gets him in prison. He's like, you know, I'm going to break out, right? Like he always escapes because he's Lupin and he's a master escape artist, master of disguise. So where do you place him? I'm going to say. I say legendary. I'm I'm not gonna go super top tier. I I, I wanna say ultimate, but I don't want to sound like a fanboy. But like there's times where in, in the series where Lupin is <clears throat> supposed supposedly like dead. And like Zenigod oh, is just the like the first movie is really good. Zenigod is just like devastated. He's like, This has been my life's work. Like I've eat, drink, sleep, Lupin, like trying to capture Lupin. Now literally. that he's gone, like his life literally like seemed yeah. like it had no meaning anymore. So and the same thing, like Lupin, he, he misses when Zenigata is not around. And he likes teasing him and torturing him and, and giving him crap. Like they really feed off of each other. And and even though, you know, he's trying to throw him in prison and Lupin's trying to escape him, like 
they kind of have that deep respect for each other and almost like they need each other. So for that reason, I kind of want to say ultimate rivalry, but I'd be okay with legendary, but I'm going to go ultimate rivalry. I say legendary uh, just because it's not much of them beefing. It's just like who could outsmart the other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lupin is one of my, I I call him my uh, Sherlock Holmes of anime. I just really enjoy how he's a thief, but yet he really thinks ahead just using like a cyclopedia guys, his brains, not his phone, not technology. He just used his brain and he's just a smart dude. Um, but so far with all the movies that I have seen, I never seen them going at it. It was just more of like outwitting one of the other. That's why to me it's more of a, a legendary type of rivalry. And also is because this is one of, I think out of the list, I think this is one of the oldest one too, because Lupin been out since like, the early 80s you know what i'm saying so so i think only baki's right behind it if anything uh we got dbz dbz is also in the 80s oh that's true yeah 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 but uh yeah legendary for me so um k legendary as well just like you said it's a super long anime and they've always been going at it so definitely legendary and JL, uh, do you tie it or do you agree with? Uh, I, I will agree with it based just on uh, what I do know of it. I used to watch it when I was a kid um, and, and not as consistent, obviously. No one knew how to watch anime that consistent back then. But I do know the legacy of Lupin the Third, And I mean, it is classic and it's mm. not, you know, super powerful characters. They are well thought out per people. Like you said, he has to use the smarts to do everything as well. So um, I'm going to go with Legendary as well. All right. And uh, for those who are asking, yo, how are they doing the rating or the averaging? Basically, is this right? There's four of us. So if it's two and two on the, on the category, what I will do is I'll flip a coin and whatever the coins say, that's where we're going to place the dude. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be like majority side to place these rivalry. So for our listener who are following us uh, uh, tonight's episode. All right. So it's my turn. I would like to go. With some from last week's episode, uh, I want to do something really, really obvious. So let's do the, I know, the Goku and Vegeta. Ooh. I want to play, place this under the ultimate rivalry. Why? Because since the 80s, these two mofos been at it for so long. And I would then, say 90s with DBZ, Dragon Ball's 80s. 89s, that's when it starts. 89s DBZ, really? Yep. It, oh. it, DBZ is 89 by 91, 92. That's when they made it to Namek. So it's, it, it built up, man. It built up. But Oh, Japan. Yeah. Okay. Japan. Yep. Yeah, I'm going yeah. by we didn't have We didn't have it yet. No, no, no. We, had, had we didn't have it. That's why, like that's what I'm thinking. 90. I'm like, huh, wait. No, no. Us is like late 90 in the Western, but over there, it was like 89 was like the latest for DBZ. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they've been at it for a very long time. Uh, you know, the goal is, you know, for Kakarot or uh, Son Goku is just to be the strongest warrior. For Vegeta is to be the strongest being. And the only person that's in front of him is Goku. So it's more of like, you know, if you do this, I'm going to top you on that. But then Goku is a little bit higher than him. Or like in the Majin Saga, as we spoke before, Goku really was not in his strongest form. Vegeta's was, but not Goku, because Goku always had Super Saiyan 3 right under his sleeve, you know? And he was like, yeah, my bad, dude. Sorry to play you like that. So it, it has, it's comedy, it's pure action, 
pure hate, very motivational. I mean, people still root for Vegeta till this day. Uh, so I say ultimate rivalry. Yep, I see you, David. What you got for this? Well, I was I was agreeing with you that I, I root for Vegeta because he's my favorite. So, what? And where would you place? I, him? I, I'm up with the manga, and every time I'm like holding out hope that he's going to be the one to save the day. But I agree with you completely with ultimate rivalry. Um, they they fight with each other. They they grow. Um, they, I mean, they they literally are always trying to outdo each other. Like they're they're saying, so obviously they're obsessed with battle power and becoming the strongest. And they they are each other's prime source of motivation. Like Goku's like, I can't let Vegeta outdo me, and Vegeta's mm-hmm. like, I'm the Prince of Saiyans. Like I ain't letting this this grub show me up. So Hell and, no. and, and like you said, I mean. They Goku forced Vegeta. And, I mean, it was kind of like a charade with Vegeta not being honest with himself. But I mean, he even forced Vegeta like to, to you know, really go through some crazy personal changes. So mm. really forced a, a lot of internal struggle and dialogue. You know, even um, when Goku disappeared there after beating Frieza, out he's out. You know, he's out in space training. And, you know, this huge asteroid comes down and nearly kills him. And he is just so frustrated that he can't turn Super Saiyan. He's like, why was Goku able to do this? And I can't. the Prince of Saiyans. And he just loses control and he achieves it. And then, you know, going Majin Vegeta, like, he he's very, very motivated and 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 just driven by Goku. So I, I don't think there's much more that you can do it to be a rival than when you're eliciting that much change in an individual. Very well. Very well. JL, does he go any lower than ultimate rivalry? Do they go any lower? Absolutely Absolutely not. No, no. I don't even have to say anything about that. We've all said our piece. We know where they stand. It's a stable in anime and in pop culture. Stable and it'll forever be that way. They have defined a true rivalry on, on many, many, many levels. And, their legacy will live on forever in animated media or in just you know rivalries in general if you can think about comic book characters and their rivalries it still doesn't touch these two nope nope uh omk i know you agree so you got the next pick i'm gonna go with an easy one uh (laughs) uh ash and gary all right all right you know as a kid i thought it would be that rivalry was epic but it's more like a foot a footnote once you realize that Ash was always a step behind, like always literally. Not like half a step, he was like a whole step behind. Oh, no, he was a whole town behind, literally. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like he was like seven was badges behind. Him. Oh, Gary was already here. Oh, I just got here after I struggled through this cave. He's uh, what two towns ahead. You're already at the Indigo League. No way. You already beat the, the, the league. Yet. Uh, yeah, your, your grandfather is <laughs> Professor Oak. Oh, you show man. up to fight the Elite Four. He's like, yeah, beat him. I'm already the Pokemon champ. Good luck. Oh wait, no, he loses. Yeah, but as a, yeah, yeah, as a kid, you know, you're like, man, yo, this guy's. Oh, you hate him. You hate him. But then when you're old, you, you hate him for no him. reason, Ash though. Was, He's not even a bad. Yeah, person. Ash, He's just a trainer. You know? Ash was. That's it. Like he was just a cocky in. trainer. Ash was just trash. That's Ash you know, I didn't think about it until you just put it in perspective. That's total footnote. My vote's there too. I was going to say heated up because nah. it, it, no, hear me out. Hear me out. It just heated up for oh, us as fans. It made us okay. believe 
that something was going to happen after so many years of waiting for the newest episode to go, uh, be transferred here to the United States. That's called America. writer's block. Right there. <laughs> as soon as we thought they're going to see each other in the league, what happened? Charizard doesn't do squat and they go to a whole different league. So it, it's heating up for the fan, but in reality, it's a footnote. So, David, do you that foot footnote? Um, as the saying goes, it takes two to tango. Uh, Gary pretty much had a leg <laughs> up on Ash pretty much for the entirety. And I mean, it was never mean spirited or anything. He was just being cocky yeah. and, and talking mm-hmm. trash to a childhood buddy. And and eventually, I mean, um, when when Ash does end up beating him, you know, it's respect and props, and he gives him that uh half of the Pokeball that uh they busted when they were kids. Gary's the cool kid in school that the loser wanted to be like for no reason. Wow, that that was very poetic. I love that. Love that a lot. What? I Joe, what you got? Who you pick? And where do we're still doing one to ten, right? Uh, no, it's anyone of your choice. Doesn't matter. Oh, um, well, any that's here, right? Well, no, it's up to him. He could pick whichever rivalry, but if you want to go huh. through one and ten, he could continue with that. I don't mind. Uh, I'm going to pick Optimus Prime and Megatron. Ooh. A lot of lore behind this, and I don't know all the Transformer lore. I have a feeling David knows a lot more than I Scott do. Scott knows. Shout out to Scott. Scott fucking knows Scott, a lot. Scott is a Transformers master. Yeah, he is. Ah. Um I've been watching Transformers since Beast Wars. I was first introduced that way. I did happen to watch the old Transformers as a kid at my grandfather's house. I didn't realize I was watching it then. Um, but later on, I did. And the rivalry, the rivalry between Optimus Prime and Megatron is the natural born good and evil kind of concept until you learn more lore around the Transformers that was never really given to us in the shows. Newer shows that just came out on Netflix kind of unearthed that a little bit, and you realize that Megatron was never really a bad guy to begin with. Optimus Prime's opposing choices actually ended up detrimenting uh, Planet of Cybertron itself. So at odds, they're both not really good nor evil, but Megatron's methods I would consider evil. Um, As far as a rivalry is concerned, I feel like Megatron has always had the leg up as a warrior. He was a gladiator in the arenas, and Optimus Prime was just a low-level soldier at one point who kind of fell into leadership because Primes just started falling. He was more in the right place, right time kind of moment, I feel like. And he's always getting kicked around unless his boys show up and have a you know gunfight with everybody else. You know what I mean? God they, 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 hop, they hop out the van. Oh, Optimus is down. Let's all save him. Like, I'm, I'm just so over seeing Optimus get his ass kicked all the time, even in the movies. You know what I mean? He's always dying and coming back. And Michael Megatron, Bay. Michael Bay... Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> you know, I, I just they're, they're it's a great rivalry uh, when you get down to the lore of the meat potatoes of Transformer history. Um, I'm going to put it with heating up, though, because Ooh. at the end of the day, it's not a thing of good and evil. I feel like it's always been prevalent in our childhood, um, but there's always more to Transformers. And there's some other rivalries that go on with characters within that story besides those two. Um, and it's always more Autobots versus Decepticons if you really wanted to choose the rivalry itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like Megatron's always had the upper hand either way. If it was neck and neck together and like they had no weapons, Megatron would beat the shit out of Optimus. Of course. Uh, I personally would vote for also uh, 
in some sense, I want to say legendary because again, like Transformer is one of like the oldies, you know what I'm saying? One of a classic. Yeah, it's a transcendental uh, title. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the Cinderella story, you know what I'm saying? Transformers like, is, yeah, but their rivalry, I don't feel like it has enough fruit uh, to really go that high next to, to Lupin and, and your boy. I just don't. Mm, I mean, it almost I, I smell I, a coin flip. I, I I mean, like they're kind of similar to Lupin in the detective because like uh, uh, I mean, what Optimus Prime is doing, he's chasing down Megatron and what's Megatron is doing whooping ass. So with that being said, um, either Megatron is trying to stop him from killing the planet. It's Optimus's fault. Which planet though? Planet Cybertron. Earth? Oh, Cybertron, yeah. Like that's that's their homeland. That's the world. Yeah, I, I completely understand. And then Megatron. he left them all there to die. And then through timeline skips and shit like that, they end up coming back and meeting somewhere down the line. But it's all Optimus's fault. I mean, Megatron's not wrong. Hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, I might sound like a purist now. I'm not. No, but. no. I hear you. I feel you. I want to say legendary, but to me, the highest don't, I, I don't it, disagree with you either. Thank you, brother. Uh, the highest I would give it is mostly an epic. That's where I would say epic. So, David, what you got? What's your um, thoughts? I'm I'm thinking heating up. I think because pretty much initially from the get go, um, they pretty much wanted an equal society for uh, on on their home planet. They they wanted to overthrow like the the ruling um, governing body. And they just differed on the means to do so. Megatron wanted just a violent revolt, and Optimus Prime wanted to do it through diplomacy. And I mean, they they've come together. You know, there there were uh, iterations. They worked together to uh, defeat a common enemy or overcome a certain hurdle. So again, I think it's more of a, a disagreement in in how they want to achieve a certain goal. So for that reason, I'm going to go heating up. Heating up. All right. Okay. Heating up. Go with heating up as well, just because mm. it's a whack. It's a whack robbery. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Perfect. All right. So another heat up right there. Uh, uh, Mr. King Kai David is your pick, and where would he place him? Um, I am going to go with Guts and Griffith from Berserk. Berserk. And I am going to go with Scott, forgive me. I'm going to go legendary. Um, oh, no. Oh, shoot. Why um, are you I, not going with ultimate? Granted, granted what, what, what happened with the, uh, the awakening of the behemoth and, you know, Griffith becoming a member of the God Hands, you know, obviously that's a very when you see what happened there, like you can't unsee it. Um, it it's a, a very dark, yeah, dark to, to say the least atmosphere. But I mean, again, the whole background, you know, they, they, they brought the band of the Hawks pretty much together. Griffith was like the brains guts was the, you know, the brute force, you know, he could take on a, a thousand men by himself. Um, and Griffith, despaired when guts kind of went on his own you know personal journey to kind of he didn't want to be known as somebody that was attached to the hip to, to griffith he wanted to kind of be his own man and and he kind of felt like that would earn him more respect in griffith's eyes and he wasn't just like another underling and that made griffith lose it 
And obviously he became desperate and, and pushed his luck. And that ended up with him being imprisoned and getting desperate, which made whole trigger that whole sequence of events. And then from that point on, obviously guts and everybody, the band, well, everybody else in the band, the Hawks got killed, but um, except for Casca and guts and um, the other, the, the little kid, I can't forget his name. I can't remember his name now, but I mean, Honestly, like after that point, though, like there isn't much interaction between them. Mm. Like Griffith is just like doing his own thing and making, you know, his own kingdom and achieving the goals that he wants. Isn't to. it like Ash and Gary? Yeah, I mean that they they were <laughs> no. Is this no, a footnote? Because, is this a footnote? No. <laughs> what did I just because do? Because they what were if... they were cool at one point. That's why. I think they it's. Were. I think it's. See, they, they were. They were. It's cool legendary and... ultimate rivalry. Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead, David. Oh. No, no, I was. I was just. I was just gonna say. I mean, they were friends. The trust got betrayed, and then they. One was on uh the, the war path for revenge, and and the other one just kind of went. Griffin just kind of went and done his thing because he was a god essentially, and like everybody was beneath him. So that's mm. the only reason why I wouldn't say ultimate rivalry because it wasn't completely, you know, like it wasn't two heads butting against each other. That mm. would that would put in the ultimate for me. But at towards the beginning, it, it was like, you know, they were combating for each other's attention. They both, you know, Griffith obviously felt betrayed. So obviously had guts in high esteem. And then mm. what happened happened. And then. It was pretty much just guts going for revenge at that. Were point. you let down by the rivalry? It sounds like you were. Yeah, I agree with that comment right there. Were you yeah. let down, David? I, I was. I was let down after the fact. Yeah, after after the whole um, destruction of the band of the Hawks. After it, it was just, it was just guts going after him at that point, trying to restore Casco. Like the Griffith part. Right. Griffith was just kind of like an afterthought from that point on. Like it was known, like yeah, he's the guy that that instigated all this, but mm-hmm. like there there wasn't any actual like interaction going on between them at that point. Fair enough. I I agree with you for the fact that till the point till Gus, because I only seen the movie. I have not, I'm not a big berserk type of guy, or do I read the manga? But I seen the movies. But till they went their own separate ways, you know what I'm saying? Everything seemed pretty like. Um, I'm going to say more similar to like Oxlan and Thorfinn, you know what I'm saying? At each other's face, um, you know, trying to be better than the other. Gus did prove at a point that, hey, I'm kind of skillful, so I don't really need you. But then things change. He become a god. And they'll always see or what I've seen through like anime reviews and comments from different anime groups on Facebook and stuff is like. Gus have to go through a journey just to get to Griffith. You know what I'm saying? Griffith is already at the highest point. A wild journey. A 20-plus year journey just to get where Griffith is. And I I heard that he has not even faced one of the God's fingers yet. So the question is how long more... I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I've been seeing. It's like he's not even close to to the God's finger. So like how much can he do before he actually gets to Griffith or how much does he need to power up to get to that level? So because of time, I'm going to like deduct some points from it and just put them under either legendary or epic personally, but that's where I would put them. 
Uh, OMK, your thoughts? I will say legendary. Um, just because, once again, obviously we can't get the end of it now. Um, and it just took a while due to, obviously, health issues. But, you know. The author with health issues. Obviously, yeah. we all wanted to see. Yeah, we all wanted to see the ending of it. And we all wanted it ending a certain way. But we won't be able to see it now. So, Mm-mm. yeah, legendary. Because, once again, when you think about it, it's one of those old classic legendaries. In jail, you're fine. Uh, I'll, I'll agree. I don't want to take anything away from it. Um, I'm also Fair. not the biggest Berserk fan, but I don't want to hold the uh, creator's um, health discrepancies against the show or the rivalry itself because I'm sure he had amazing plans for it. So, big plans. Um, yeah. I, I agree with Legendary just from it was one of the first animes I was introduced to through video games, and I was also introduced mm. to it. Through playing Dreamcast, surprisingly, I was like, "The hell is this game?" And I've said it before on the podcast, um, but I, I would call it legendary. It, it, it's a show that kind of put a twist and spin on what cartoons could be to me at a very young age, and uh, yeah, I, I consider it legendary all day. All right, so it's my pick. My pick is one again, one of uh, uh, mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, this one goes toe to toe in my personal opinion. It's Naruto and Sasuke. Naruto and Scott, Sasuke, as we talked about before, uh, were in the same team. Orochimaru uh, interfered during the Chuni exam, uh, let him know that, hey, you want that power? You want that vengeance? I got you. Follow me. To then, uh, Naruto went his own separate ways, became stronger. Uh, then uh, Gus, um, I mean, Gus, then Sasuke, learning from Kakashi, but no, it was not enough. Uh, decided to be like, you know what? I'm not getting my training here. I'm going to have to get my training elsewhere. So he left the leaf. From there, we see that Naruto does whatever he can to bring him back. Where in like, I think it was 2004, 2005, we see one of the greatest fight ever. The uh, the first form of the fox, the one-tailed fox versus the uh, semi-form of the Sharingan uh, with the curse mark uh, transformation. I mean, and then Shippenon gave us one of the best fight between the two at the end of it as well. There's yeah. so much to talk about between the two. But um, to me, I, I believe Naruto and Sasuke should be under the same category as Goku and Vegeta, the be- the ultimate rivalry. So, JL, what's your thoughts? Uh, totally 100% agree with that. It is one of the greatest rivalries that be depicted in animation uh, as far as character development. Uh, choreography with the fight scenes, their abilities uh, separated from each other, just what they're capable of. And when they come together versus each other, it's always a spectacle. Um, And they have also great impacts on the show's world itself, just through their origins, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, you said a lot of great points. If you don't know who Naruto and Sasuke are at this point, not even just having uh, watched the full anime or or just watching the beginning of Naruto and not even getting into shipping in yet, it's it's ultimate. It is top grade. It's emotional. It's uh, two kids that were brothers at one point. Didn't want to accept that they were, but they are in some ways. They are, you know, family. And to be honest, the world pit them against each other. It wasn't their fault. And they just went with the flow and did everything they could for those around them. And for tons of motivations, they just ended up butting heads at every turn, you know. Um, definitely let's ultimate ultimate excuse me i don't know why i said legendary i apologize yeah, i was saying it is legendary it, it, it is it is an <laughs> ultimate rivalry though by all means 
and it's legendary too. And also, you can watch the AMV videos on YouTube of just the fight when they were kids, yeah. and that also just give you like, oh, it, it gives you some type of interest of watching Naruto. When they watch. first fight in the in the the waterfall, oh my god, and and they. Homeboy did the fireball jutsu and using his hands against him. I was like, God damn it. That was, that was brilliant. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was just beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Where would you place Naruto and Sasuke? Definitely ultimate rivalry, just because once again, it's one of those classics. When you think of rivalry, it's one of the first ones you think about. Um, like you said, obviously, two cool dudes, but then obviously it turns into murder beef. Then it goes back, right? So, but yeah, either way, they're always beefing, no matter what. So, definitely a rivalry for sure. And David, your thoughts? Yep, um, I'm going to agree with all you guys. Ultimate rivalry, there was love, hate, and uh, a fight to the death at the end of the first series. And Shippuden, uh, to conclude it, I mean, they they were literally trying to kill each other in both of those fights. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't get more intense than that. Great, great choreography. OMK, uh, your pick. Uh, I go with the new school, uh, Deku and um, Bakugo. Ooh, nice. Uh, just because it's fresh um, and it's a very good rivalry. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think it's um, it's pretty up there, legendary man. I mean, listen, they bump heads for real. Well, I, it was you know it's one side of shorts somewhat, but not necessarily because Deku he never wants to back down now. You know mm-hmm. because he's like, yo, I'm just as good as you, yo. Like get out of here, you know. So. He, he definitely keeps uh, the, the, the level up now. Before, obviously, it wasn't like that. But right now, the legendaries, you know, they keep battling. They're going to be an ultimate robbery soon. All right, JL, your thoughts? That is tough. I think it wouldn't have been as tough if OK didn't start at legendary, to be honest. Um, where, where would you place them if um, you would have started the combo? Because of where they, they are currently. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And where they progress to, you know, a, a rivalry. I, I'm looking at them, and I, it's 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 more like a a very large friendly competition between the two in one way because they're not out to kill each other. It's kind of personal, but their goals are just aligned so well within the world that they're set in that they happen to be um, the the best of the the, the group you know, as far as abilities and intelligence go and their capabilities. So, of course, they're going to butt heads and, and burst each other. They are from each other's childhood as well and, and deep in it, too, where one of them gains a quirk and the other doesn't. I think those concepts applied. I think it is it is between epic and legendary. I almost wanted to say heating up because where they are now, they're mm. more of a team than they are uh, rivals at the moment. Even though Bakugo has to hold his secrets, you know what I mean? It's more like a cultivated friendship. They were rivals, definitely are. Bakugo mm-hmm. still wants to be better than him, of course. Um, and they're both reaching for the same goal. I just don't think as far as, you know, everything that's around them in the world and everything that's about to happen in the current arc, I don't think that their rivalry really counts for much as much as it would like Naruto and Sasuke or um, or, or the guys from Berserk, you know what I mean? But uh, that's just me personally. I do agree. It's a great dynamic between the two. I love every part of it. But as far as ranking them here, I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna level. I'm gonna say epic. 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 All right, David. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with JL. Um, I'm gonna say epic. Um, to me, it's kind of like almost like a uh, Ash and Gary. Like 
Bakugo starts up where like he's way ahead of me. He looks at Deku as just a joke. Like he's like, Who are you? Who are you? Like, what if what what can you accomplish? What can you do? You, have, footnote. you <laughs> have you have no quirk. And then, you know, Deku, you know, obviously inherits, you know, one for all. And he, he closes the gap. Um, it annoys Bakugo, but at the same time, he respects Deku's abilities, his, you know, his intelligence, his, his, um, his dedication to doing what he can with, given, you know, his limitations, he respects him for being able to do that. And, and like you said, it's that they are pushing each other, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not really out of jealousy or hatred then it's a friendly competition. So for that reason, is it being more like a friendly competition as opposed to having a little bit, there's not really as much animosity anymore. That's why I would knock it down a few pegs to, to Epic. Do I believe this is an ultimate rivalry one day? Do I think they have some legendary matches in movies, but they were not canon? The potential is so delicious. The tension is there. They're in each other's faces. It is a friendly competition. Um, I, I have internet, guys. I didn't. I didn't lost it. Um, where would I? Where would I place them for real? For real? It, it got to be epic. It got to be epic just for the fact that they're they're kids. You know what I'm saying? There's still so many much to do, and we don't know if one of them is going to be a traitor. Like my hope, Bakugo become a villain, but. That may, may, may not happen. I don't know. They might be kids, man, but they're pretty strong kids. Yeah, facts. But until I see a backstabbing move from one of them to another, it's just epic. It's just epic. So that's where I dig it. I dig it. So the first epic on the roster is Deku and Bakugo. All right. So quick recap on the footnote side, we have Ash and Gary. On the heated up section, we have Axelan and Thorfinn from uh, Finland Saga and Megatron and Ultimus Prime from Transformer. On the epic, we just talked about them, Deku and Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Uh, Legendary, we got the detective and Lupin in English uh, from Lupin the Third, and as well as Berserk, uh, Gus and Griffith. In the ultimate rivalry, we have uh, Baki and his dad. Goku and Vegeta and Naruto and Sasuke. So, JL, with that being mentioned, who is your pick and why? Uh, I'm going to go off kilter one. It was my choice, though, for recently watching it with the doc. Um, I'm incredibly proud of her for sitting through it, even though it took three different sessions, kept falling asleep. Uh, We watched Akira, and I want to pick Kaneda and Tetsuro because uh, much like a lot of these rivals, they started you know, when they were young together in an orphanage, uh, one of them standing up for the other and they were bullies. And then the other one gaining some psionic powers and almost destroying the entire universe. Um, Kaneda is there the whole way through the whole thing, survives under uh, immense circumstances. And, you know, he, he still wanted to save his friend at the end. But uh, Tetsuo always had Kaneda in his mind as competition because he was always standing up for him. He could never let him fight his own battles. Even at the end, he was like talking down to him when he had all this power bestowed upon him. And, you know, homie just shows up with a laser rifle and his fancy bike that he still wanted, even though he had all these abilities. Um, I I didn't think about where I would place it until now. I did want to 
make them kind of like an honorable mention because mm. Akira is just such a prevalent anime, not only in pop culture, but just in anime alone. Oh. Um, it's how many film producers and other movies look to it for the level of artwork that came out of that show. It, it, it's uh, an iconic title. It is. It's so iconic, like 600,000 hand-drawn pages or something to make that movie. It had a budget of $10 million when it first came out in the 80s. They that is a huge budget for the 80s. And till this day, there are a lot. I've been watching a lot of review and commentaries. And till this day, there have not been an anime movie or anime that matches to what Akira has given with animation and artwork. And Even the newer My Hero movies still haven't. T- that's wild. Nothing. That's crazy. Touch, I didn't know that. Nothing will touch what I was do. really trying to dig into the gravity of what I was watching with her and how much of an impact the show is. But as far as the rivalry as characters, as I was watching it for this probably the third time in my life and being able to wrap my brain around a little bit more of the concepts in it, because when you watch it when you're young, it's like, what the hell happened? And then you watch it again when you're becoming more of an anime fan. You're just like, okay, that was cool animation. But then you watch it a third time, and then you start to see other details that didn't match up. I had gotten Kaneda and K mixed up as times when I was a kid. I was like, how the hell is K over there? And Kaneda's over here. They look so much alike because they're yeah, wearing the same do. colors. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when I was watching it again, I was like, oh, they weren't even near each other that whole time. Never was. No. Uh, but as far as Tetsuo and Kaneda again, let me just retract. Um, they started off when they were kids. Eventually growing to adult, well, not even adults, so teenagers when all this goes down. Kaneda is there to try and save him and put him down. It doesn't end up succeeding. Some other force of, of nature does, Akira himself. Um, but as characters, I think it was a decent rivalry. I'll put it as a footnote because Whoa. as far as like, yeah, no, I'm serious. The, the anime is not a footnote. Do not get that confused real quick. Their rivalry as characters definitely is. Because it's always just like, ah, oh, you're always talking down to me, Kaneda. Ha ha, here you are again. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, hi, let me see you try. And he's got Professor X of Phoenix abilities over here. Like, it's wild. Um, I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was the most grand spectacle of a rivalry. I thought it was definitely a footnote in anime rivalries. Uh, David, if you allow me, uh, I'm, I'm going to be short and sweet. To me, to what I understood and what I could recall of the anime itself. Uh, yes, uh, uh, in English, they call them Canada. I don't know why, but Canada and Tetsu, uh, you know, same rivalry game. You know what I'm saying? Ride together, die together in the form. And it seems like because of, you know, someone getting a, a magical moment, uh, you know, power start to play with his mind. He doesn't recognize who's who. But yeah, you got one person, uh, Canada, that's more like, hey, uh, you're my boy. I, I, let me help you. What we could do, you know, and so what in Fortnite. So to me, because it made such an impact to the anime uh, culture itself, the highest I would place it, uh, it would be epic. And epic because, you know, rivalry, you know, build up out of friendship. And the result of it was not that Canada couldn't defeat Tetsu. Even Tetsu was like, he was God, basically. You know what I'm saying? He was all powerful that even he he got sucked in into that black hole. And next thing you know, he's in his own universe. Um, you know what I'm saying? It was just epic. Just the way how they, you know, the plot twist and everything worked out. So that's where I will place it personally. But I, I agree with 
uh, what you said too, JL. I, I just feel like it's just a little bit higher than just a footnote in my personal opinion. So David, it's up to you. What's your thoughts and where would you place Canada? Uh, Tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, uh, and if I, you don't hear Roland, uh, he's having technical issues. So, you know, he's in and out, in and out. But continue, David. I'm going to have to go with a, a footnote as well. Um, ah. honestly, honestly, I mean, oh my pretty God. much at, at the root of it, it was pretty much a little brother inferiority complex on Tetro's part. You know, he was jealous of, of kind of his bike and him always coming to save the day when he was in trouble, you know, bailing him out. And it just got, it just got amplified just because of a freak accident. And, you know, these government scientists triggered this power that supposedly all humanity has locked away. And he just, he lost himself. And, and like you guys already mentioned, kind of just tried to save his buddy who was just in, in despair and just wasn't himself anymore. And he was just trying to put him down like a mercy killing. So it, it wasn't really due to like a personal grudge that developed or some sort of beef that came between them. It was just unfortunate circumstances and without that unfortunate circumstance, like I said, it was just a little brother and already complex. So that's why I say footnote. They were in a motorcycle gang together and one wanted to be faster than the other and ride his bike, you know. And and again, it's hard. Akira is so good. It's hard not to look at everything else around them. But mm-hmm. you really got to look at the bare shell. Those two characters it really isn't much, much to it. It is a very impactful anime. But them as characters is not. It's not on the grand scale of things at all. But hey, that's the name of the game. But uh, you know, great impact to anime culture in uh all day for sure. We continue on with David pick and thoughts. What you got, man? I am gonna roll with Master Asia and Domon Kashu from G Gundam. Yeah. Shining finger. Shining finger i am such the one that lacks on this one trust me i am <laughs> not gundam savvy so you'll have to forgive me if my uh, vote turns one way went, or another when tsunami had it playing man that was like the show for me at which gundam time. is this the this one that G they go gundam. inside the one it, that it's they're a G? Of, g gundam it's a bunch of countries they uh they all had a, a representative gundam fighter Except and they were battling for control of space Oh. So pretty much whoever's country Gundam won this this tournament held on Earth would be given like the, the head seat at like the you know because like pretty much you have like this council like uh United Nations pretty much and the winning country would be given the head seat at like the UN equivalent of the, the space. And then the main I'm, just, character... I'm just gonna watch this shining finger video real quick. Oh, I have <laughs> seen this character before. Go, continue. I'm watching. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, heating up. This is master and student. Um, pretty much what happened. I mean, at first when Master Asia and Domon meet again on Earth during the Gundam fight, you know, they're like, "Hey, Master, how's it going?" Whatever. And then come to find out, Master Asia is up to some shenanigans. He's actually behind. Uh, this devil Gundam that's running amok on the earth and causing havoc. Um, he, he essentially wanted to use the devil Gundam to, to regenerate earth because all these Gundam battles were, were destroying the earth itself. Like these countries were just given free reign, just to stage this battle for control of space at, you know, and earth was their playground. And 
nature was getting destroyed. So he wanted to uh, wipe humanity off of Earth using the Devil Gundam. And obviously, Domon didn't want anything to do with that. Humanity is part of nature for, for the better or worse or things. So if you eliminate humanity from Earth, you're disrupting the balance of nature. So eventually, you know, they, they come to grips at the end um, and Domon defeats Master Asia. He, he was dying from a terminal illness anyways. But I just say heating up because at the end of the day, it, I mean, again, they came to grips and it was just uh, kind of like with Optimus Prime and, and Megatron. It was just they, they overall mutually like had a similar mindset. It was just a, a different way of achieving it. Right. I mean, to me, uh, it's heating up and epic. I mean, I'm in between the two because uh, what I remember was that, yes, uh, Donald have been his master. They had a friendly quarrel uh, from the quarrel. Uh, the master also taught him one of the moves that they yeah. used during their final match. Uh, to Taking determine... hot tank Yoken. Yeah. Good, good for you. <laughs> well, uh, he let you know he teach them that ultimate move uh, during their match to see who's going to level up during the the tournament. And I thought it was well written, well presented. I like how the master be like, "Nah, I'm not. You know, I don't have the cell. I'm not. I don't have cells. that. Uh, so trust me, it's not because of that. It's just because of my own free will, which I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, they're both like they have markers, so they're like the king of hearts. Yep. So it was really dope to see how far uh to see who was gonna be the new or uh legend. Well Domon was the official successor. Master Asia passed it on to Domon. But just to see like who 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 outdo who and you know, yep. like like you said, the theme was you know, student versus master and the student overcome them at the end, which was really great. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in between epic or heated up because it's just like it was a really good matchup. It had a great back uh, back um, backstory to it, uh, choreography as well. If we could add that to you know our our you know way of seeing this, um, so yeah, um, I don't know, JL. What from the look of your face, I'm not sure if you're impressed or you're just like, I want to see more. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around the kunais and the whips and this crazy ass fight going on. Like Gundam are throwing ninja stars and they do He's doing like these these ninja ropes now too. He's got this whip. This dude has some snake arms. This AMB is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It is like, very creative Gundams in that. Series. It is it just from watching this, it looks like one of the most creative Gundams by far. Gundam Canada, but, Gundam Canada is a log because they have lumberjacks. And uh, wow. the, the United States is a boxer uh, yeah. from New York. Oh, now I understand the nation concept. I understand who he's fighting. Now. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bloody in comparison to many of them as well. Uh, so when they're PG, and they during, during really in here, it was. There was not like blood and stuff. Blood everywhere in this. So when they get hit when they're Gundams, their bodies take damage too. Because the suit that they're wearing uh reflect on the, the Gundam itself. So it's, it's like, like they cut the limbs. Like they cut like the limbs sensory. off, their limbs come off. Uh they well, feel no, it. no, 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 no. It's it, the, uh, they feel the black like, suit that they have off. is like a neuromotor feedback. That, exactly. Like, okay, that okay. tight black elastic band is like a neurotransmitter. Kind it's of kind of like the later versions of Gundam where they hook into it too. And I don't want to go too deep into it. I apologize, but um, close, you, yeah. you guys, you guys place it where? He, I said heating up. 
I'm between the two, Epic or Heathen Out. I would have to say so as well. I mean, okay. I don't know the two characters specifically. I'll vote for it as well. I'm not going to vote it any lower or higher because I don't know any better. Um, but I, I know, I mean, if they're all going for the same goal as far as trying to be the better nation yep. and whatever they're trying to achieve, I mean, there was nothing personal between the two. I, I was listening to you, but I was watching it in amazement at the same time. I apologize. They, they, they pretty much both wanted what was best for the earth. They just had conflicting opinions Man. on how they achieved that goal. Heating and, up. Dope, dope animation, though. Dope fights. And the best part is, it was, you know, both of them were, were not wrong. It was just more, someone more in the higher ups that was more corrupt. With uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but Right, yeah, don't ruin it for me. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this shit on my own time. All right, the East enough. is burning red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, what do we got next? Uh, it's my pick. It's my pick. So I would like to go with, uh, let's go with the number one on our list. It's All Might versus One for All. Uh, <sighs> this right here is part of the new ones. I like it because of the fact, actually, um, you know, All Might, one of his mission was trying to find who's been doing what. Uh, who's been the mastermind behind the villains and he has faced them before i believe it was all for all for one one for all my god i, I keep mix, mixing the two up one for all was the one that actually injured all my to give him that limitation of his full uh power and strength and transformation so when when I think about that and see the actual fight itself their final fight all might final form of fighting uh dude he went off the united states smash has to be top 10 ultimate like earthling moves you know what i'm saying i say earthling because you know in anime we go in all different spectrum but earthling that that dude that move is really really strong i think it's back into it i think it's stronger than krillin uh uh disc (laughs) (laughs) blast (laughs) flying disc so I have to, I have to say, yo, it, it, it got to be legendary, because they're not ultimate rival because they really, it, it was more of a game of chess between the two. All Might is just trying to like search and look and figure out how to get to one for all until at the end of their matchup. But other than that, to me, I, I just feel like it's legendary. Uh, like, what's your thought, David? Like, where would you say? Where would you put them? Yeah, I agree. It's it's pretty much it's not like I don't want to say like it's not anything personal because I mean Kai is, but it's just like All Might's like I'm I'm the number one hero and mm-hmm. you're the number one villain. So nothing personal, but heroes it's business. Get get rid of the villains. So I mean, but I like you said they had epic fights. They both morally wounded each other. The the reason why you know All for One is the way he is is because All Might messed him up in that fight that unfortunately we never get to see that you One know day. i know maybe they'll decide an ova won't be a beach episode and they'll, yes. they'll make it something good i want it but, two uh, hours long please <laughs> everything i think yeah, that goes along with my uh my your thoughts uh, yeah your theory from, yeah, last episode. from the last so podcast agree. yeah so agree yeah so that they have that fight um all might drains all his powers essentially mm. and uh all for one continues on to groom his uh successor to to continue to pester the the owner of the the quirk uh one for all so yeah i mean there there's there's animosity there but it's not 
it's not personal. It's not, I mean, it is, it is heated up and it's very intense, but like, I don't know. It, it's just not, not the level that I see between the three guys that we have up at ultimate right there. It, it, it's a notch mm-hmm. below. So that's why I put it in the legendary. Yeah. And JL, your thoughts. Um, I mean, you guys voted legendary. Like, yep. I can't beat, you know, that I would say personally, I think the rivalry between each other is on the epic level. Uh, I can because see that too. Yeah. The, and reasons being, it was a natural born good versus evil fight. They were pitted against each other for the reasons that they both want to fight um, and, and fell in line with each other. Uh, epic fight, though. If you wanted to grade the fight, that would have been top tier easily. Uh, it was oh, it was yeah. heavy emotional. The, the stakes were so high, and everything that our character uh, that we oh, beloved he just sacrificed everything and passed him long and said, "You're next." Uh, and oh. not everybody could even absorb everything that happened in that fight at first. But there was a there was a lot more to that fight as well. I think all might revealed, and I think all for one revealed as well. Um, but the, the things that they they both have, um, similar, I don't want to say motivations, but they have similar things driving them and they both have a successor. They're both cultivating somebody to carry the torch further and further for their own needs because they're aging. Um, granted all for one is very, very powerful. He can only do so much cause he's been damaged over time as well. And all might just doesn't have it in him left. Like the embers out, you know? The quirk doesn't exist with them anymore. So they both exhausted everything they can. I think all for one still got a lot more left in him, obviously. If he was released, it'd be a bunch of chaos. And All Might definitely would not be able to stand up to him. So um, it it's a short-lived rivalry. We don't get to see much of it. They fought for years against each other, just not knowing they were fighting each other in a lot of ways. That's a fact. I, think all for one, I think All for One knew a lot more than All Might ever did and probably ever will. But I personally, I would put it in the epic level just because we – you didn't see them grow up from one another. We didn't see them in their early years. And we saw them at a very, very pivotal point in young people's lives. Um, definitely epic. And you know, I can't disagree at Legendary either. Just personally, I would put them in epic. No, personally. And that's yeah, what yeah, we I, I actually, I'm changing my vote. I, I agree. I'm going with epic as well. <laughs> he drew the corb. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. I mean, I, I that, that's I the whole point of, of debate is to try. You know, to, you present your information, and I heard new information. I'm like, I'm changing my vote. I still watch that fight, even like sometimes when I'm like working out, not streaming. I I thoroughly enjoy watching All Might get cranked up for that. It's just it's just so much backing it, and no pun intended. He doesn't put his back into it until the end, but he just like he the way he switches his body around and decks all, all for one. It was nuts. It was so nuts. All right, so we're gonna speed things just a little bit on this. Let's go. So. Uh, JL is your pick, and where would you place him? Uh, I'm gonna go Gold Roger and Monkey D Garp, and okay. hopefully David could help me bounce a little bit more off this. With he's the, little the only info one that I can right now. That's fact, actually. Um, but you do know a little bit about Garp and a little bit about the King of the Pirates as well. They're today. the father of Ace and um, Luffy, respectfully. Well, uh, Garp is his grandfather. Yeah, um, Roger is the father of Ace, so. Um, there you go. It, it, their their rivalry, much like the rest of the world, is you know Marines versus pirates. The only reason Garp was ever after Roger was because he was a pirate. Um, as to it's we don't have a lot on it. 
Um, but what we do know is that they did team up at one point to take down a few of the Yonkos, the Yonko pirate crew, the rocks pirates. Yeah. Um, so for their rivalry to exist, you know, outside of that and for them to have to team up, I mm-hmm. think they're both honorable fighters. Um, I have a theory that, you know, they didn't have an epic fight towards the end. Roger was sick and I, I, you never reveal exactly how sick he is, but you can assume it's something terminal like cancer or something, something that they couldn't really detect in their pirate era. So I don't feel like they had an epic fight. I think Garp carries something on his shoulder all the time that Gold Roger turned himself in without a fight. Mm-hmm. And I think Garp is looked at as this reigning hero because of what he's done previously before um, they, he gets Roger to turn himself in. And, you know, that's not revealed. That's just my thought. I yeah. think between the two, it is a heating up rather. Heating up. And David? Yeah, I'll have to say heating up. Um, I think pretty much, I mean, Garp, Garp was the only one who could give Roger a run for his money, pretty much. Um, so they, they were, they, they respected each other because they were both strong. Um, and he respected him so much that he entrusted his son to him. He, he entrusted Ace to Garp uh, when he was dying. He's like, take care of my son. You know, he had that much respect for him. So, um, you know, you know, that was that was earned through through battle and, and through working each other that one time, you know, when I don't know if they were, you know, gritting their teeth or they're like, you know what, we, we both got to do this. So, you know, let's team up and take care of business here. But uh, but yeah, but it wasn't anything personal and they actually respected each other. So there, there wasn't really any hatred there at all. There was actually respect, like I said. So heating up. Very well. And that's where the, he's going to be placed. Uh, so, David, it's your pick and your uh, and where the, where should they go? Um, I am going to go with uh, Kenshin and Saito from Roroni Kenshin. Classic. Classic. I am going to go. Uh, I'm going to go a footnote here. Um, so pretty much that. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. The, Chase face. <laughs> the, the the backstory here is you know during the feudal Japan you you had the the imperialists and you had the the shogunate. Mm-hmm. Um, so Saito was trying to protect the the king or the shogun in Japan, and Kenshin was part of the group, the the revolutionists, and he was they were pretty much fighting each other because they were on opposing sides. You know, Kenshin was the Batosai, the manslayer. Mm-hmm. So he was constantly chasing after him. I mean, that kind of, you know, like Lupin and Senegata, like, you know, he had to, he was like the figurehead of, of this movement. He was the, the most skilled slayer out there. And obviously the, the revolutionist won and, you know, time passes. And then where the, where the story picks up, and uh, pretty much they, they meet again. There, there's still that hatred there, but they actually have to work together to uh, to face uh, Makoto Shishio and, and other fellow manslayer. And they, at least on Saito's part, they grudgingly team up to, you know, to defeat him. And because, um, as we know, Kenshin gave up killing, you know, the reverse blade and everything. So he, he had changed his ways and he, so he's like, 
you know, because Saito's still holding grudges against him. He's like, bro, like, I'm not that guy anymore. And eventually he comes to grips. He realizes that. And Kenshin says, you know, if you want revenge for back in the day, go for it. He's like, nah, man, I respect you. You've changed. And, I mean, they, they come to grips. So, I mean, it, it's an old grudge. They mm-hmm. they made amends, like, during the series. Like, there's actually, like, there's no really bad blood other than the, the old grudge that they, they mention as backstory. So, that's why I say footnote. All right. Uh, I say at least epic. You know what I'm saying? It's not legendary because as I agree with you, there's not a lot of visual of them going at it. We just know the history notes of what occurred between the two. Uh, you cannot deny the animation, the uh, choreography. Once again, gotta be a big element in my judgment on this. Um, very skillful. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just came down to. The enemy of the of my enemy is my friend. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all yeah. what occurred. But they still hate each other. And the two different styles that they did, it was just very impactful. I mean, sure, for many new heads or many who have not been watching Ramonian Kitchen during the Toonami days or be- previous to Toonami, uh, you know, would we'll, we'll say it, it should be higher. But for me, I'm just going to say epic because compared to our other uh, contenders, or uh, candidates that we already mentioned, I don't see it as high as Griffith versus uh, uh, Gus, but I, I I just don't see it alongside with Pikachu and, and Gary. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't see it there. <laughs> I see alongside with e- e- either heating up with Oslan and Thorfinn or up with like All Might and... Um, in one for all, so that's where I, I think they should be placed. It's just a little bit higher than Pikachu. I'm I'm just saying. So I, I could go heating up, but honestly, I, I think his we go uh, halfway. Okay, I, I think his uh, relationship with uh, Ayoshi of the Oniwaban group is is more heated than between him and Saito. But I, I can go heating up. All right, fair. So JL, I, I, I think... uh, I'll go heating up as well. Okay, I love cool. Corona Kenshin as a kid. Um, I thought the rivalry was pretty dope, and as you said, choreography. I mean, I'm a sucker for good animation and fight scenes. So, uh, the two different styles versus each other is, is something to, to definitely be awe inspired by, bro. And also, talking about different style, we got followed up with Mugen and Jin from yeah, Samurai Shampoo. Let's like, go, like, let's talk about how these uh two guys met at a tea house, and just because <laughs> one is they just saw that one is stronger than the other uh, people around them from the, the empire. They went and had it. They went at it that the house, the tea house was on fire and, and they still went at it until the whole thing burned down. It's like, it's really interesting to see that sure. They went on the same journey, but when the opportunity came to, for them to, uh, to go at it, they did not waste no time. Even if it was a practice run, even if it was a practice slash and they got hungry, you know that they was like, yo, you better survive this because I am the one who got to kill you. And technically, both of them did got their butt kicked by the death of the blind woman, Sarah. Let's not forget yeah. about that. They yeah. all got their butt kicked by them. So they both were tricked. Uh, equally in most of those episodes until they somehow met in the middle at the end to come together. And yet they still, you know, fought each other at the end regardless. Um, 
which was very beautiful and symbolic because it's similar to Naruto when the when yeah. Sasuke and Naruto lost their arm. You know what I'm saying? Their sword like collapsed and broke in pieces. That was beautiful. I love. Was Steve was Steve Blum um, the American dub actor for uh, Jin? I mean Mugen. I don't I think recall. so. I, I think, think he uh, was too. He just yeah. I'm just watching their fight, their early on fight when they first meet right now, and just seeing uh Mugen's face again. I'm like, that looks like a Steve Blum acting character, real quick. Oh, um the category, I'm sorry. I gotta put him under legendary. Yeah. Uh I would say for a quick 26 a quick run. Yeah, a quick run anime, uh beautifully animated. The vibe between the characters, I think Mugen brings a certain spice. With his fighting style, with his sandals and his, his blade character. tactics, his character as well, his attitude. Mm-hmm. It's its outside of that era in a way. It's hard to kind of receive at first. Like, am I watching something from this Japan era? Um, but also just, uh, man, their they're, they're choreography and, and the fight rivalry. There's really nothing personal against them. They just happen to be really good at what they do. And I think it's beautifully portrayed wherever they go. They've always got some asshole trying to do some evil shit. And mm-hmm. they're just all oh, both ready to take them the fuck down. They could be women traffickers. They could be slavers. They could just be somebody that's, you know, yeah, you could just be somebody trying to get somebody's money. You know what I mean? They're, they're awful the good of the people, but they're not good for each other. Never was. Never was. No, they're, they're like oil and water all day. They're like the most, most opposite, I think, out of all these rivals that we have. Like this characters with similarities because of backstory. These two are not alike except skill in any way. I feel like they would both make and, and they make certain similar decisions together along the way. They do agree in some ways, but if there was no one else around, they would just be trying to kill each other. Facts. Hundred percent facts. So uh, uh Epic, David, you said or legendary. Legendary. Um with legendary, yeah. And David? Um, I, I agree with what you guys are saying, but I just think it's a peg lower. It's not gonna make a difference on the outcome, but I would say epic. But everything you said, I agree with 100%. Oil and water, they mm. they hate each other's guts. They're at each other's throat constantly. Um, I'm going to go with David. It's epic. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, it's not like one killed the other's father or anything, but no. there's definitely a lot of hatred and spite there. But I mean, Jin not, did, not at the level. Jin did, did kill uh, Mugen rivalry, uh, childhood rival, rival by a deceived information. So technically, Mugen. But I mean, is they, bit... still at the end of the day, they respect each other. They acknowledge each other's skill, I mean, and after... even though it's grudgingly, they still work together. So. I mean, after they made it to the final destination, sure, they finally respect each other as like friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, no one should be able to defeat one another. But at the same time, it's just like these two truly, with full of their heart, truly hated each other so much that they rather see one starve or get beat up than to help them out. And well, I think it's the same to say with the other ones in the same ranking. All Might and All for One wouldn't help each other either. But the thing is that they were more polar opposite. You know what I'm saying? I agree with your point with Deku and Bakuko because they're on the same side. Uh, mm-hmm. Jin and Mugen were on the same side, only that they just, just, just didn't... They just hated each other. But- I think as far as legacies, it is as an anime, it's legendary. I think it everybody, is. especially for soundtrack purposes and animation, but those yeah, two anime. characters stacked up against a plethora of rivals. I don't. I, don't I mean, Jin s- would face face a guy that was called God's Hand. What the yeah. hell? And and Sweet. had to sacrifice his own body in order to kill him. Like, what better like 
ending than that. But it is what it is. It's voting. So it is. So epic it is. That there it goes. So, even after uh, what I said, I just couldn't even agree with myself after saying legendary. <laughs> I still believe that's legendary. So uh JL, it's up to you. Who who's your pick and where do they go? Um, I actually don't have the list pulled up right now because I was watching the video of them fight. Um, I'm gonna go Zoro and Sanji right off the rip. We're okay. gonna get to it. Um you don't really need to say much about these characters if you don't know about them. Because we one said a lot the, on the last episode, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one's the second in command off the rip. That is Zoro. One's third. That's Sanji. I think Sanji is never okay with that. I think Sanji is mad that Zoro did something that no one's aware of, and he kind of saved everybody from Kuma. Um, but they're always going at it back and forth, and it's it's just it's always funny. It really is. It's always hilarious. But when they fight together, it's hard to see. <sighs> Zoro's just so fucking OP right now. It's kind of hard to even gauge Sanji next to him. And Oda's been doing weird things with Sanji lately. I don't know where he stands as far as the fan base is concerned. Um, mm. I'm sure David will be able to confirm this with me. Oda's been writing him very odd. And you're kind of sitting him more into his character versus like a legendary fighter, I would say. But as far as the rivalry between them, I mean, I, I just feel like Zoro would, would take Sanji down very, fairly easily, even with Sanji's uh, recent upgrades and things from his family that he's received. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, as far as how prevalent it is, they've been at it since 1998. <laughs> so... They're still butting heads and still calling each other names mm. and still trying to one up each other. I got to put them up there with legendary. And David. Okay. Um, I'm actually glad because if it was my turn next, I was going to go with Zoro and Sanji as well. I think it was a perfect follow up to uh, Mugen and Jin. Cause I think that that's Mugen and Jin right there with the same then. So for the same reasoning, I'm going to say Epic for, for Zoro and Sanji. Same much. They they hate each other, you yeah. know. It's it's kind yeah, of it's kind of tongue in cheek. I mean, I I don't know if you remember this. Uh, the Davy Back games against the Foxy Pirates. I you know, even even with the you know with the potential of losing crew members to another pirate crew, they were in a game together and they were still fighting each other. Even though the the makeup of the crew was at stake, they were still arguing and bickering and not cooperating very well together. Um, so, I mean, that, that goes to tell you how much spite there is between the two. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think it's still kind of just playful. And at the end of the day, they're, they're not they're both they're idiots. Yeah. So yeah. they're that's both why... idiots. One can't get around anywhere and one can't avoid a woman at yeah. all. They yeah. will both die by either or, if anything. If they won't die in battle, they'll, they'll decimate themselves. So where's your <laughs> placement for uh, Sanji and Zoro? Epic, I'm going said? epic. Yep. I'm just going to go with epic. Uh, because I feel like we're gonna probably see more. Uh, and also, if we're following up with Mugen and Jin, why not just put them in the same category together? Fair, you know very fair. So that's where Sorry, I, my fanboyism came out. Hey, me too. Can't me help too. it. I, I hear you, brother. I remember I the you. date I started watching the show. I can't remember. Fucking help. All right, so it's up to me. Uh, following this up, I have to go with damn everybody else is more polar opposite from our list do 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 nobody's on the same side i'm i'm gonna save one for either you or david you, you do guys i get do you... i get two in a row uh yeah da, 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 da. i'm just gonna go with one i 
personally truly enjoyed because of the choreography, the fight, the history among these two men. Uh, uh, they were on the same team. They were able to, uh, one was able to witness a death that was deceitful because they didn't know what was behind uh, the whole meaning of the killing of Rin. Uh, you know, because of that, he grew a heart of vengeance and made a deal with Madara to be able to one day go toe-to-toe with Kakashi. Uh, yes, my pick is Obuto and Kakashi. I would love to put them in legendary because, again, the history behind it, everything that Obuto had to do in order to get to that fighting point, similar to when they were kids, you know what I'm saying? Going at it, but with more skillful, with more abilities. Um, I just don't see any other rivalry close. I mean, they're not, they weren't face-to-face all the time, but when it came to throw down hands, they threw down hands. Like, yeah. training-wise, or in or during, like, the, their final battle, they threw hands. And I would like, like I said, legendary, in my personal opinion. Uh, what about you, David? Um, you know, I kind of almost view it the same way as the Kakashi and Guy, like Kakashi being the prodigy that he is, especially when they were first, you know, together, it was more of Obito just trying to catch up to Kakashi and Kakashi's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah, sure. You're challenging me or whatever. He's like, yeah, okay. Oh, um, and I mean, he wasn't really a rival until. Madara gave him the power up and he had the uh inherited cells from uh from uh Hashirama, the the first Hokage, and you know, he had the uh the transplanted uh showering gun from Madara. Um but even then, like he was just his mind had been so warped and twisted by what Madara was telling him. Well, he, he did witness the death of the love of his life yeah. for the wrong reason, though. Yeah, you know but I, I mean, Madara used used that that occurrence yeah. to to twist his as thought process as a villain yeah. should. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so like, it, it wasn't really intense until like he came onto the scene and we discovered his identity. You know, surprise, surprise! It's the guy they said it was dead. Nope, he's not dead. He's back. Um, so for for that reason and what happened from that point, I would bring it up a few and I would say. Uh, I, I guess I'll, 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 I'll say Epic. I'll okay. say Epic. I hear you. I hear you. And JL? Uh, I would say Epic as well. All right. I thoroughly enjoyed their fight. Uh, it's one of the most beautifully choreographed fights Beautiful. to date, honestly. Um, and, and they couldn't have done it better. The lead up to them, the emotion behind the rivalry, how they were friends, and everything behind the deceit, like you said, and for Obito to find out later on, um, it, it, there's so much to it. I, I, I can't, I can't say any more about it, honestly, because we could just go on forever. How about awesome that fight was? Uh, but All right. Was- so uh, ignore this one because it's a, a double. Yeah. But we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All right. So uh, this is the lightning round. We're just gonna say their name and um, give them a grade. All right. So, JL, you start. Uh, Goku Grisa. Okay. Ultimate Rival. Ultimate Rival. Uh, David? Ultimate Rival. It's Ultimate Rival. It is. David, your pick. Uh, Light and L. All right. Uh, Ultimate. 
JL. Ultimate. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> uh, I would go with uh, the Joe Star versus Dio. Dio is missing in this photo, but you guys see more of a bigger version of it right here. Uh, it's it's epic, you know. Each Joe Star had their moment, but it's epic. So, uh, David, epic. I agree. And uh, yeah, JL. I agree though. All right, cool. Uh, your move, JL. Um, sorry, sorry to read it. Uh, let's do uh, Itadori and I, I can't. I always forget his name. Sorry, Itadori and Sukuna. Um, epic. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot at this point. I'm gonna say heating up. Oh, uh, who again? Itadori and Jujutsu Sukuna. Kaisen. Right oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yeah, at yeah. the end. <laughs> oh, uh, he slices. It's a very head. interesting dynamic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, he slices his head. Forgot the agreement. Comes whenever he wants to. Uh, uh, heating up. It's still new. I I won't see what more is going to happen. Okay. Okay. There, there hasn't been any sort of like crazy twist yet in their relationship. It's still kind of very cat and mouse. Yeah. It's, kind of. it's building up. It's building up. We can feel the heat. Uh, David. Uh, let's go uh, to girl and use K. Next Yusuke. to last. Ooh. I am going to go epic. Okay. Because at the end of the day, Taguro just wanted somebody strong enough to give him a mercy kill. It was a, it was a blueprint rivalry for generations to come. I say epic as well. All right, fair enough. Epic it is. I mean, a long buildup, but yeah, well delivered too. I really enjoy Yu Yu Hakusho. I, uh, I would have liked it more if Taguro was just an evil, twisted bastard and. He just wanted to wreak havoc on the earth, but at the end, he just he wanted somebody to kill him. He because, killed Genkai. Yeah, How much twisted that, can he, you be? You killed the love did, of your he life. Did to, he did that to make Yusuke stronger, and, no. and Genkai didn't even die. She came back. First, I mean, Genkai gave him hit her power to Yusuke, yeah. and then yeah, she but went she on a suicide she, she mission. A and Homeboy really killed her. I just don't like. That's why he was at the gate of hell. Like for real, good for him. Anyway. uh... <laughs> My pick, uh, the orphan versus uh, mother Isabella in uh, Promise uh, Neverland from season one. It was very, very uh, legendary, but then after the <laughs> end of the result, I <laughs> say it's it's heating up because they, they just burned the kitchen, they just burned the kitchen. Uh, JL agreed, yeah, I agree. Heating up is good. Uh, JL, your pick, uh, what do we have? Who's uh, that right there? That's Kira, uh, Kira and his son. Uh, well, the son of the family that he took over. Oh, epic! Bro, that was epic. Absolutely. If you didn't catch that one moment, man, that was like what four episodes long, four or five episodes long. Uh, uh-huh. And he's a jackass. He said, "Epic, uh, David. Where you say?" Yeah, I'll go epic. Same uh, lines I, of the Joe Star rivalry. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe legendary, but uh, epic. Wow, it was that Dude, good for that, you? That, it was it was pretty tense. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the kid Poor knew that. Kid, yeah. The kid knew he knew that wasn't his dad, and the dad is like, <laughs> "How do I shut this kid up in that stand up, <laughs> yeah, stand up in, the, in the bathroom with the camcorder?" And oh man, like, that was that was crazy. 
and he was stalking the dad like he was like you know he saw him going into the attic and he was like what's he doing in the attic like he was very dubious of what was going on and here's Kara trying to be a secretive and trying to keep a secret and this kid is snooping around and not letting the issue go fair enough well epic uh goes um i'm gonna go with nafumi and um and many or maldi from or aka the bitch as you bitch her Her name was officially changed and uh i would put it more heated up i mean really how high would you put she it? She did him dirty and he rose up to it anyways. Yeah, she got he, what she did. Yeah, it was it was it was heated he up. Got, he got called a slaver. He was neither nor of anything that anyone called him, and it all stemmed from you don't want to call it. Yeah, you don't want to call it yeah, there's a lot of people who's under heated up that I would love to put in a higher position, but again, I mean I'm I, I, matter of fact, I just started up. So where would you place him? Epic and David, I'm gonna go heating up. There we go. <laughs> Forgot we're voting, but I, I understand the passion. I mean, I would love for them to have more, like you know, uh, more action, more like going at it. She she manipulated the spear hero to do the dirty work. It's not like she did it herself. She just used like she manipulated the everybody, the church, the father. I mean, like she was an evil person a bitch the bitch of course <laughs> but that's all she was she just uh, it was just mind game it, it i'm was not never... heard about it it's cool but it is, right, what is I'm, it? I'm gonna go uh itachi sasuke i'm gonna say legendary Oof. itachi yeah. yeah yeah brother yeah yeah um, yeah yeah that whew. oh my gosh oof. yeah even though we know what the truth was behind it i mean that literally sasuke was on the revenge tour for her a oh, series, yeah. a series and a half. So what, like, five hundred plus episodes moment. where he wanted to kill him, oh, and that okay. we all thought that Itachi was a cold blooded family killer. He was actually the main character. He was yeah. a hero. <laughs> he was truly the hero. Absolutely. Uh, JL, so, your pick. Uh, I want to go uh, Ichigo and Eisen. Interesting one. Um, I would, I would say. I have my qualms about the anime itself, but um, as far as rivalry and the battles and everything they went through, from yeah, I would say legendary. It was a grand scale. It was really grand scale, um, and and they are again a blueprint of many rivalries. The ultimate evil versus the character that has to rise from literally nothing to to where Ichigo transcends and ends up beating him. And Aizen is just a complete disbelief that nobody ended up killing him. So, mm. yep. Legendary, I agree. Eisen yeah. toyed with his life and yeah. messed with him and manipulated him, and the the puppet beat the puppeteer. Yeah. So, uh-huh, the end of the day. Uh, I'm gonna do this. Uh, Inuyasha in the Raku. Uh, <laughs> as many times he yelled out K- Kagome, I'm in. We never really got the end of the result of that battle, or it was not really as satisfying as I wanted it to be. But um, I'm going to put it a footnote. That, that's one hundred percent on board. <laughs> it's not going to matter, but I mean, I would say heating up just because I mean, Naraku was like super jealous. You know, he was this 
literally like paralyzed Bandit. He saw the love between Uniasha and uh, uh, what's her name, Kikio, and he said, "Demons have at." He just wanted the power just so he could separate him because he was super jealous, and he he put him through however many hundred plus episodes of hell of too much episode of, for of, me of, of, of yeah of, of yeah. messing with them. So I mean. Just just for the sheer animosity between them, I want to put him in for no, I say heating up, but yeah, it was kind of annoying. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, All right, I'm going to go Luffy and Hunger. Yep. Yeah. I am going Legendary. <laughs> I want to put it under Ultimate Rivalry. Come on, the kid is always hungry. How many times did he attempt to eat Choppa? Like Me. 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 Like that to me is the ultimate rivalry in my personal opinion. But, Even in the current arc, he needs meat. He needs food because he got fucked up and then he needs it again to recover and he yeah. can't win without it. If he, could just, if he could fight with like an, uh, a fluid IV just like, put <laughs> at all times. What? He'll probably end up looking like Whitebeard one day. That's a great theory. He's going to be hooked up to an IV the whole time. <laughs> Maybe. Liquid meat. But JL uh, is between Ultimate Rivalry or Legendary. Where would you? I'm not this? even fanboying on this. I, I think it's an overlooked concept. I think Dave brought up a great rivalry right there because yeah. it's something that Luffy doesn't even know he's facing all the time. I'm going to go Ultimate Rivalry. All right. There we go. Boom. I'm not mad at that. And the last one is from Dr. Stone Senku versus Takasa. Uh, Takasa. Um, all about you know their thoughts. We should save human mankind, or select a few should be able to survival the of the fittest versus science, pretty much. Mm. As mm. well, that that was also part of the big plot too. Um, with I have not seen season two, so I really cannot give my full Ooh. thoughts on this personally. That's where that's where the battle goes down. So yeah, yeah I know, I know. I I still place in there because they're just. A new anime personally but from what i saw in season one it seems epic that's how high i personally could go uh, i agree you... i agree epic oh i agree even as of the end of season two um definitely epic i, I wanted it to be higher on this list before seeing season two but it, it didn't hit that height nah it sadly it gave us that little like climax and pew, just at uh, the end. it just it just drowned it at the end so hopefully season two when i get the chance to watch it it be more higher in a future episode i could be a, you'll enjoy you know? it but for now epic is good so there you guys have it for those who stick around watching it on youtube this is our to your list. list uh this is our list uh we're gonna save it if you guys want to watch it or check it out personally you could go to um tirelist.com or um, tiremaker.com type in the shinobi uh, TUS podcast uh, chapter 8 and you'll find this and if you want to make your own arrangement uh, you know have your own idea thoughts on this feel free move around move the pieces around for all I care and let us know what would you believe should be what but please be be fair just don't be just a fanboy be fair (laughs) so tonight as last week um we're not going to do an anime review, but we want to say thank you to everybody for sticking around. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, uh, supporting us on our audio pocket, uh, audio contents that is posted on Sundays, as well as our visual 
that with the help of you know buddha the lord and everybody else it should be posted on on wednesday funny story the last episode i had to recreate it twice because we got copyrighted for like some of the videos which i was shocked oh, but i know really yeah i had to like trim it as much as i could just so it could pass so yeah but that's that's the fun part about being a creator and you know doing this on youtube but hopefully you guys you know continue to support us uh any final words uh oh wait david you had a uh, honorable mention that you want to oh, yeah. uh, spitfire real quick if we have time i could spitfire some honorable mention um it, just you know do in case people are like oh how could you forget this like these are just mm. a few that you know i just remember you too before yeah. I, I ended the show, I was like, oh, wait, David got the uh, honorable mention. So, all right, David. All right, so I'll shoot these off quick. Sharon Amaro from Gundam. Fashion Knives from Trigun. Um, Kenshiro and Rao from Fist of the North Star. Oh. Um, Kenichi and Ryuto from History's Strongest Disciple, Kenichi. Spike oh. and Vicious from Cowboy Bebop. Oh. Um, Alucard and Father Alexander Anderson from Helsing. Nobody's oh. seen that. Watch Helsing. It's amazing. Um this one people may not be familiar with. Brandon Heat and Harry McDowell from Gungrave, another excellent one. Yabuki Joe and Rikishi from Ashitano Joe. Um, Shinichi and um, AKA Conan and Heiji Hattori from Detective Conan, two conflicting um, competing detectives. Uh, Shinya Kogami and Shogo Makshima from Psychopaths. Lelouch and Suzuku from Code Geass, and Ed Elric and Scar from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Great mentions. Great mention. We'd love to do a part two, but hey, we're, it's, it's time to go home. So uh, again, guys, share your comment below. Let us know uh, if you agree that those honorable mentions should have been on the main roster. If we should have like flip around, should we do a part two? Do you want to be part of our episode? Let us know. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, so with that being said, uh, JL, um, any final words before uh, on your on your behalf? Uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fitchefstreams for all your fitness and food content. I had to plug it shamelessly. Nope. It's not shamefully. It was great. And thank with you. that being said, Shinobi Unfolding, thank you so much for hanging around. Peace. Deuces. You